<laughs> oh, I probably shouldn't have put a cough drop in my mouth before we hit record. <laughs> so Merhaba. I'll do my best. Yes, welcome to Dizzy for Dizzy. We're back with Her Yardisen Volume 5. Five. Yeah. And we did what we said we were going to do mm-hmm. for this episode. And we, we both just watched it straight through. I watched yep. I, last night. Me too. Without, I watched it last night. Without pausing. Well, I had to pause for like a couple quick things, but no stopping every like five to ten minutes to like jot down notes and paragraphs. Like, mm-hmm. and I will say, I mean, I guess we'll know more by the end of this really how well it went for us, but the watch experience feels way different if you just sit and watch it. Like, Oh, I prefer it. Yeah. yeah. If um, I'm stopping constantly, I even, even if I'm taking notes, I feel like I forget more than if yeah. I just sit down and watch it. And the notes are meant to help us remember things and jog our memories. Right. And I think it worked well for us last season because we were watching Sunshine Kapama usually live, not always for you, I know, but – live and like usually by the time we were doing our podcast watch with the notes it was a second or third watch um right and we just don't have that kind of time this season to like watch it three times in a row at least right now we don't at least right now yeah maybe in the future right so but so i watched last night it was a lot of fun i know we do this a lot when we're like watching a new series but i really think this is my favorite episode so far. Oh, it's mine too. Okay. For sure. Like it really, really is. And the like first it was half so hour good. sped by. Yes. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've already seen it's already I'm already half an hour in. I couldn't believe yeah, it. Exactly. And then this morning when you were like, Hey, can we record at like three o'clock today? I was like, Oh, that's perfect because I went ahead and got a couple things done and then I made my lunch and then I sat down with the episode again on double speed. So mm-hmm. I watched it in like an hour, mm-hmm. which that was really nice to get yeah. through a DZ episode in like an hour and nine minutes. Right. Um, and because I'd already watched it once, it wasn't like stressful watching them talk like little mice, um, you know, <laughs> and um, and I was still able to keep up with a lot of the subs. So I felt like it was just like a good quick refresher. Yeah, like a refresher. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see how true that holds. But yeah. Um. Oh, I wanted to – because you – you mentioned this on Twitter yesterday. What did you uh, forget to oh. mention last week <laughs> in the episode? Okay, listen. The last couple episodes, because <laughs> it happened with episode five too. Ali, who plays Barack, he's been looking really good. <laughs> well, they've like freed his curls a little bit, I've noticed too. There's something about his episodes. hair the last mm-hmm. couple episodes. I'm like, because it's not wild. That's my favorite with his hair is if he has just absolutely wild curls. His like wild I just hot can't get hair. enough. I just want to mm-hmm. stick my hands in it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, so that I'm like. There's something about his hair lately. A couple of the outfits they've been putting him in. He always looks really good in blue. They've had him in some blue stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. And Kristen <laughs> Kristen replied to me and was like, oh, so you like him unhinged, do you? <laughs> and then as I was thinking about it, I'm like, okay, this is legitimately a, a really good way of – tracking my own personal preferences as far uh-huh. as fictional men because in the ek days i was like oh my gosh osman my sweet mm-hmm. baby angel he's such a cinnamon roll he's the best <laughs> and now he's this 
he's not a total villain. But as I said previously, I mm-hmm. almost wish he were a total villain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> villain. And now these days, my taste is edging very much closer to the villain side of right. things. And I'm liking heroes like Hawk Flynn and mm-hmm. um, hashtag team Darkling. Thank you very much. The most <laughs> intriguing character in that entire series i need to still don't watch get it. me started <laughs> well you told me to just watch it and not read it right yeah which is not I usually mean, advice you give so i know i know I, which but makes you me, do need to read six of crows i own those because Miriam yes. told me like a year ago like i yes. absolutely needed to read i these remember books. that yeah and we so talked I, about it with her and she, that's like one of her favorite series yes the duology i'm sorry Miriam, i still haven't read i haven't read kingdom it. oh i haven't read either one but i i have them and i do want i do want to read them but six i can't of crows though i'm telling you it's superior to shadow and bone as far as book series okay definitely and are they incorporating those characters into the shadow and bone series on netflix or yeah they it's ha- cool okay. they have it all combined so, okay okay um I since they all live in the same universe in the book world correct. or in the books okay okay mm-hmm. but in the book series six of crows happens 30 ish or more years after okay shadow and bone happens okay so it's all post this big thing that happens at the okay end so should i watch shadow and bone and then read six of crows or should i just read six of crows and then watch shadow and bone i mean i watched it and then read it and it didn't affect my um my enjoyment of the book at all okay so and i yeah i that i guess that's my only context is having done it that way so i'm not sure what well, other people would okay. say who that, had the yeah. reverse that's true all right well if the reverse applies to you let me know um and if you agree with ashley or not mm-hmm. but i probably won't read it it's i mean you and i do we have different like i tend to like angst more than like super crazy angst more yeah. than not that you don't like it but it's just more like it's yeah, at the don't top, say it's i a, don't like angst i like it's, angst. At the, it's it's more at the top of my list i think than it yes. is yours i think it's that's probably your favorite thing yes. to have happen yes yeah. yes yes yeah. but for the most part we do like, you know what I'm going to like. I know what you're going to like. So when you tell me, like, eh, just yeah. watch it. You don't really need to read the books. Like, I already know, like, I'm probably just going to go – if I were to read the books, I'd go into it being like, eh, I'm not really going to enjoy this. Like, Yeah, and it's not even that you wouldn't – because I did enjoy them. <laughs> There's just some stuff that happens that leads you to believe Fantasy series love to do that. couples mm-hmm. may end up mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking – I'm talking really overt stuff, too. Mm -hmm. It's like I kept thinking there's no way they're not going to end up together. There's Uh no way they're not going to end up together. And then at the end, they didn't end up together. And I was Mm. like, you've got to be kidding me. (laughs) Well, and as like romance readers and lovers, that's an even bigger sin. Well, and when couples have kind of this connection, when two people have a connection Mm -hmm. to to each other – you know, it's almost the kind of faded mate to feel mm, situation. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, no, just kidding. They're not going to end up together uh, at all. Yeah. It's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> so frustrating. That is frustrating. But as a whole, I mean, the, the series was fine. I just enjoyed Six of Crows much, much more. Okay. The story was great. 
every single character i really enjoyed Mm -hmm. it it was very good very good okay all right i'll have to move it up i mean it's been on my list to read since mariam recommended it to me i like ordered them not like when she first recommended them i like ordered them right away because i knew they were part of the shadow and bone thing and like everyone was Mm -hmm. going crazy for that and like they were selling out so i was like i better just order these books before like people are selling them on ebay for like 300 dollars a piece right Um, So I own them. I need to just – I need to bump them up. But You'll I got an, speed through it. Well, and I got an ARC That's in the so mail fast. yesterday. And so, like, <laughs> I'm like, well, everything else is getting put on pause for this ARC because it's Amy Harmon's next book and I will drop everything for an Amy Harmon book. So I started that last night and got, like, 100 pages in and it was, like, 2 a.m. And I was like, okay, put the – just go to bed. Like, <laughs> I was at a – like, I was at a end of a chapter that I was like, okay – I can put this down right here. I'm not like on the cusp of something like insane yet where I'm not going to be able to put it down. So I was like, just put it down, put the bookmark in, go to sleep mm-hmm. or you're never going to sleep. Um, So that's what that's what I'm reading is her her next release that comes out in April. But nice. honestly, if you guys uh, are looking for a book recommendation, literally pick up anything she's written. I know I've said this before. Um but it bears repeating. So, um, hmm. but if you want something specific, I'm going to tell you guys to read the Law of Moses and the Song of David. They, they're standalones technically, but they're kind of a duet. Um, and they're very, very, very good. And those are both out. So they're easy nice. to acquire. Um, and then the other thing I was going to say is, um, we've been up, Ashley and I have both been obsessed along with our friend Mallory. We send each other our scores every day with Wordle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and today by a complete and total fluke, I got it in one guess, which will never, ever happen again. But, um, and, um, I had something else to go with that, but it just completely flew my mind. So Hmm. whatever. Now it just sounds like I'm bragging. Um, anyways, Wordle's, Wordle's fun. I've been giving DZ, like, trying to give like vague DZ clues on the uh, podcast account. You mm-hmm. guys have been laughing and enjoying those. So I'll keep doing those as I can. I couldn't really think of one for today's word, which by the time you guys are hearing this, it will have passed. So it was the word moist, which most people yeah. hate that word. <laughs> um, so I was like, uh, I can't think of a DZ, a DZ related clue, even vague that goes with that. So I didn't post anything today, <laughs> but um, yeah. So I think that's, I think that's everything for housekeeping. A few of you guys have art. Well, a good handful of you guys actually have already sent us emails or mentions on Twitter with your requests for what episodes to do in the different formats we talked about. So Mm -hmm. um, we'll have to go through those before we record again. I don't think any of them were episode six. So I don't think it's like something we need to stress about like right this second. Most of them were in the double digits, like the like 10 and 13, I think were ones. Um, that people were like, yeah, that's just... usually when things start getting really good uh-huh. and really crazy. Uh huh. Is in the teens. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So yeah, I'm not too surprised, but yeah. So thank you guys for the feedback and thank you so much. I don't remember if I actually sent you screenshots of any of this, Ashley, but we also got answers that yes, Ida does own Happy Pie. Okay. And okay. like basically, someone was managing it for her, and like now Uzai Uzai Abi. 
Right. Yeah, but he's um, gone. <laughs> yes. So it is It is her shop. And okay. someone, uh, I think it was Becca, who's like, I don't think we ever really find out exactly why, but it's just kind of like we know it's her cafe. Um, so now the girl's like setting up tables and doing things. Like, like that all makes sense now right. because they're all friends. And so, of course, you're going to help your friend with that kind of stuff. Um, it's funny, too, because after asking that question – this episode, they made it much clearer yes, that they it did. does belong to her. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's kind of funny. We were yeah. confused and they actually made it more obvious yeah. during this episode. Yes. So, um, yeah. So I think that's everything. So let's uh, let's start talking about everything in this episode because yeah. there was like not really a wasted scene. I agree. Well, and it started with the whole Operation Cheetah thing. Right. And uh, Demir walking in and seeing the whiteboard. Mm-hmm. So now they're all trapped and they're having to figure out what to tell him. Thankfully, uh, Ebo, sweet Ebo, wonderful Ebo. He is just, ugh. I know. He, he is, gets better and better every episode. He really does. I yeah. just love him. So he comes in and he help, kind of helps them out. He takes mm-hmm. Demir away and... Um, ends up as they're all kind of just standing there trying to figure out what to what excuse to give Demir later. Be more obvious, super, guys. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> they're being so obvious, and he ends up coming back. Ebo ends up coming back and saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, don't worry. I told him that you were brainstorming in case you get some kind of a crazy client like this." And you're trying to figure out how you would deal with them in the future. Yes. If you keep acting weird, he's going to be suspicious. So maybe calm down and Mm -hmm. just stop talking about it. So thankfully, Ebo kind of helps him sweep it under the rug. Demir comes back and then they all kind of just scatter to the Mm -hmm. wind. Um, They all suddenly have things to do and places to be and people to see. And they (laughs) run away like the little cowards that they are. (laughs) Yeah. So, so that's it does an easy resolution. For yes. That. So, and then I I thought it was really cute that he and Ebo, oops, just hit the desk. Sorry if you guys heard that. Um, that he and Ebo still sit and have like coffee for a little bit after, mm-hmm. and Ebo's kind of like mentioning a little bit about Ida and like mm-hmm. you know that there's clearly a little something happening between them because he's like, well, I'd really like to take her on vacation, but I don't know when like that's even gonna be. And Demir's like, well, the company's kind of in trouble. You know, I know you know that. So it'll probably be a while. But don't worry. When the time comes, like, I'll make sure she's one of the first ones to cash in that vacation time. Mm-hmm. And he's like, thanks, man. You're the best. And he's kind of like, oh, can you tell my crew that a little bit? Like, <laughs> I just thought, I thought that was really um, cute. Mm-hmm. And um, I really like the... I really like the guy friendships on here. Like it's yes. – there's like no toxic masculinity, at least not from like our our good guy characters. Yeah. Um, like when Vidot shows up at the office and Demir like just had a really rough emotional morning and he like hugs him extra long in the lobby. Oh, my oh, – my little heart melted. I know. I was thinking about that. I was thinking – because that that's pretty obvious during this whole episode mm-hmm. that the the guys there are just really good friendships on yeah. this show period yeah because she has great friends mm-hmm. so does he it's just really nice to see yeah yeah um, so I know we'll dig into that more further when we get to all of what leads to that but I just 
I really adored that so much. And yeah, even though at one, like Demir kind of realized like, oh, I'm kind of doing this in the middle of the lobby and does let go. It wasn't like they did that whole like, oh, hurry and let go. And then like, let's spit on the ground and act really manly to make up for right. our hug. It was just like, like okay, what let- they would do in, in New Girl. Yeah. If (laughs) Nick showed his emotions or something. Yes, yes. (laughs) Oh, exactly. So I just really adore that. He's just like, oh, coffee for the terrace. And then they go up and they sit and talk. So Mm -hmm. um, love that. Okay. (laughs) Let's talk about what is her stupid name? Um, Asmiate? No, Alara. Oh, (laughs) Alara. She... Oh my. It's over. Any little ounce mm-hmm. of respect or admiration I may have had for her is gone now. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. is pushy. She's annoying. She's rude. She's entitled. She is absolutely terrible. She's, she's absolutely nosy terrible. and invasive. Like when she went into his room, I was like, "What a freaking creep are you?" First of all, you go to his best friend to get his address and you act all you you charm Vidot into giving it to you because oh, it's going to be a surprise. And he liked my surprise before. <laughs> but not only does she do that, but she goes into his room when she put her face on his pillow. I like oh. I seriously was like, "Oh my god!" Like I just audibly, I don't even remember what I said. I was like, I "Call said, the police! Call the police!" It was so creepy. There's this Jimmy Fallon gift that's like survey Ugh. says creepy, and I was like, "Uh, yes." It like okay, girls. We know how to take hints. So, like, she's just very clearly ignoring them. He was mm-hmm. very uncomfortable with her showing up at his house. And she and he's clearly making an excuse as to why she can't come in. And she's like, well, I'm used to single friends. It's fine. Don't be ashamed of the mess. When she walks in, of course, she sees there's not a mess. But, mm-hmm. like, or just even the fact that she's like, oh, you're making coffee. It smells so good. Let me come in and have some. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'll do that when I show up at your house, yeah. but I've known you for like 25 years. I can be like, oh, there's, it smells, it's, I, I still wouldn't just show up at your door and announce. I'd text you and be like, hey, I'm in your neck of the woods. Can I stop by? Yeah. I'm five and then, minutes away. I'm coming over. Right. Like, and then I'd yeah. be like, oh, hey, coffee smells good. I want some of that. And you'd be like, sure, go ahead. Yeah. But I, I, I know. <sighs> I know. Imagine going, imagine you have a crush on a guy Oh and you gosh. show up at his house and you force your way in into into the home. <laughs> That's what she does. And I I figured out I think her main problem is that she's entitled. Mm-hmm. I think that I don't remember who said it this episode, but somebody said she's never had to work a day in her life or something Celine, like that. Celine I think says it. Okay. Yeah. But I really think that that's the core mm-hmm. of why she's such a horrible horrible creature mm-hmm. because she even makes that comment to Brock, like, oh, you better – well, you'll find out that I can be exactly like my dad when he doesn't get his way. Right. And he's like, yeah, I know. Why do you think I'm keeping the other monster client waiting? Like, you're the yeah. – you're the, they're the lesser of two evils. And this – the monster client he's keeping waiting is someone who has threatened to kill his parents. <laughs> yeah, so – He's a literal murderer. Which we saw <laughs> happen this episode – 
I was I, like, wait okay, a minute. I'm did so- I just see that? <laughs> Listen, I'm so sorry. I know that was supposed to be this big <laughs> ominous moment where she's actually killing someone it's and so- it's showing how dark and dangerous she but is because so they have the, the rocks sitting on the boat. <laughs> but I was laughing so hard because they, he's got his chef hat on and everything. And, and listen. these guys... He he jumped off the boat. It's not like these guys were were wrestling so hard and it was this terrible thing. Oh my but god! But it, it took two seconds for them to get him <laughs> off of the boat, and it- <laughs> with no noise. Listen, if you're about, if you know you're about to die, are you gonna care if you draw attention to it and get yourself Would killed? It, you no. Yell? Yes, because you'd be like, well, they're gonna kill me anyway, so let me at least get the attention of the other people on the boat. But this dude's like, nope, let me just sink with my chef's cap on. Like, I burned one fish. I guess it's time to die. <laughs> and, like, did they have a backup chef? Because they still had fish and halva. They still had fish. I don't know. Does she just keep five chefs on hand to see who's going to die that day? But I was like, what? I know. Like, it was, Mama Mafia. It was like, so... I, I was like, this is so out of left field right now. Them just throwing the chef off of the boat. I I was le- actually laughing out loud when that, when well, that happened. And I genuinely believe it was meant to be something really absurd and hilarious. But also, like, look at this mafia mama. Oh, She's my psycho gosh. and will kill you. There were two moments this episode where I absolutely cackled, and that was one of them. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Yeah. So, because... <laughs> As we got the impression last episode, Barack is like, oh, I know who can be our really terrible client. And he actually winds up meeting with her ahead of this big group meeting on the boat where the chef is killed. (laughs) (laughs) And they very, uh, they very, very obviously have that silent conversation where they're looking at the rocks like, see, there's one missing. Mm -hmm. Don't worry. We got rid of them. And she's like, okay. Um, In front of everyone. Anyways. So he has approached her like, hey, here's my plan. And she's actually really impressed with it. She's like, oh, Mm -hmm. like this is smart. If you keep coming up with like ideas like this, like we're great. Um, Because she can just continually have the job changed, which means more purchase orders, more invoices, and more ways to launder this money. Yeah. Um, So we're well on our way to that. Obviously, the rest of the gang doesn't really know that. Right. They just think like, oh, this is a client willing to you know, to be extra difficult, and mm-hmm. that's that. Um, yeah. Well, so, then the girls have also met her, and she was very sweet to the girls. Yes. So they already have this impression of her that she's sweet and can do mm-hmm. no harm and is the perfect person to help them. Yes, they've got a good rapport already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, my goodness. But, so back to Alara uh-huh. basically busting her way into oh my their gosh. house. Well, Celine <laughs> – Okay, I think we can both relate to this where you've had a bad day. Maybe you're a little frustrated. Yes. Maybe you're angry. Mm-hmm. You start cleaning. Yes, angry cleaning is the most productive outlet. It's the most productive and it, it's such a good cathartic way to get your energy and your anger out because you can just scrub things. Yes. <laughs> you can you can assault a pan without injuring anything mm-hmm. and it's just lovely. So – I think that's what Selena's is doing. I think she's angry cleaning because the day was just a crazy day. Yeah. And she is back at home. Mm-hmm. And 
now, of course, she's in the home that she's having to share with this guy who mm-hmm. just showed up one day and said that he also owns the house. Uh-huh. So she's like, whatever. I'm just going to clean. Stay out of my way. You can stay down here. I'm going upstairs to clean. And then freaking Alada shows up. And Demir has to go up to tell her, mm-hmm. hey, she's here, just mm-hmm. so you know. And she kind of agrees to just go into his room for the time being. Right. To hide from her. Well, Alara, rather than going in and seeing that there's obviously women's toiletries in the bathroom mm-hmm. and thinking, oh, maybe he, he has must a girlfriend. Be involved. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should extricate myself from the situation since he obviously has a girlfriend. No, she doesn't do that. She decides to go into his freaking room and start snooping around. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe that she had the gall to do that. Well, everyone, like, everyone's, like, just helping themselves to Demir's stuff this episode. Because uh-huh. even when Celine's parents come, they walk into that room. They're, like, opening his suitcases and stuff. And I'm like, okay, listen. I know we've addressed the whole, like, family culture over there is different. Because, like, that would not fly even in the slightest over here. Like, No way. Parent going to their grown child's house that they're not paying for. Their child is paying for it themselves. Mm-hmm. And being like, why are you having men over here at night? What's this one doing here at 8 in the morning? Yeah. Let's go snooping through all his stuff. Like, yeah, th- that would just not fly. Now, no. I know it's different. And I know it's supposed to be coming from a place of protectiveness. But still, I'm like, that's somebody else's stuff. And you're just like right. opening his suitcase after they've mm-hmm. given you, albeit kind of a strange explanation for why it's there. But an explanation that's not right. that absurd. Like, it's a little weird, but it's not it's not absurd. Like, hey, he needed someplace to store it. He can. He's paying to store his stuff here, almost like a storage unit. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, Luke Danes paid to store his dad's bow in that old lady's garage for, like, that's 20 true. years. So it's not that out there. Right. Um, so, anyways. But sorry. Back to Alara and her craziness. I will say – I want to say when he does show up at home and he's like, isn't it a bit late to be cleaning? And she's like, you know what? No, it needs to be clean. And, you know, I love how this is your house and you're all territorial of it when it's coming to claiming rooms and redecorating. But it's not your house when it comes to the responsibility of cleaning. So get out of my way. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's relatable. Yeah. I understand you very much, Celine. Well, and then he offers to hire someone and she's all great. So then we'll get robbed a third time. (laughs) Girlfriend. If a dude is like, let me hire a housekeeper for your house, you take them up on it. But also I understand because she's like, you also hired a locksmith. Yeah. They just um, had a terrible experience with yeah. hiring out for things. So I yeah. can't say that I blame her for this. And then don't you love to when Alara's like, oh, there's a housekeeper here because she hears the noise upstairs before mm-hmm. he's able to like warn Celine. And she's like, isn't it isn't it kind of late for a housekeeper? Shouldn't they come in the morning? And I'm like, says who? Housekeepers will be coming all times of day. When his housekeeper comes, like, what's wrong with you? It. She's so. Oh my gosh! It's just so. Um. What's the word I'm looking for? Like, not harsh, but like, it's just so aggressive and in your face, and like, but and And not intrusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Not aggressive in a good way. Um, not at all. So yeah, so. Celine's hiding in the room. Then, of yeah. course, like you said, Alara comes into that room and begins to be super snoopy. Yeah. Um, 
So then, well, then she gets a phone call. Right. And then Celine is out on the balcony just trying to stay hidden and out of sight. And I can't remember who – do you remember who she's talking to on the phone? Was it just a friend? Mm, yeah, but I think it's – I don't think we're meant to know, like, who it is exactly. I think it's okay. more, like, to clue us in that, like, you know, as if the insane intrusiveness hasn't um, – to clue us in that, like, she's up to no good because she kind of is, like – Oh, no, we know I'll never be on good terms with my dad, but I'm definitely using his wealth to my advantage and things like that. So it's I think it's just meant to clue us in that, like, oh, she's not this benevolent, like, you know, um, philanthropist. Barack nails it. Yes, he he does. He has his little meeting with her. Yes, he does. He's like, oh, right, you're you're little Miss Goody Two-Shoes who's trying to – give charity to the poor children Mm -hmm. except i doubt you even care about any children at all and you probably just want to stick it to your dad well and like also yeah be able to toy with his emotions by flaunting Mm -hmm. needy children in front of him which it's like yeah that makes you a kind of a crappy person but i guess at least they're getting like an orphanage and a place out of this so right you know because at first i was like oh if she's like full-on fake planning this and it's not even going to be an actual like women's shelter orphanage like she's Mm. scum of the earth but it's obviously going to be those things. It's just that right. her main goal, her main motivation for it is not to be like this giving person, charitable person. Right. Um, so, yeah. So that was another just like, yeah, she really is not a good person. No. Um, and but it does lead us to a really great moment because <laughs> okay, this is the other moment that I laughed hysterically <laughs> because poor Celine has to get onto the roof from the balcony because Alara's coming out onto the balcony on the phone mm-hmm. talking about how she's on the hunt, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so gross, and I, I, and I almost it's wonder just, like, is it hunt? I, or was it like prowl? Was it supposed to be like on the prowl? Because that I, I seems know. more appropriate. But um, either way, yeah. She's- yeah. So Celine is basically hanging from the roof because she is trying to stay hidden and has well, yeah, because Alara comes away. out to the balcony too, on top of the mm-hmm. fact that she's in the room. And when she tells uh, when she tells Demir like, "Hey." he's down you know outside and she's like she's in your room and he's like what and he's like she's like and she's on the phone he's like well she's probably gonna come out onto the balcony you need to you know stay hidden and she's like how like i'm already on the balcony where else is there to go yeah so she you know gets down to the edge of the of the balcony and starts grabbing on to to the she starts kind of letting herself down and she's hanging on just to kind of the gutters yeah the, the edge of it and her hands are slipping, mm-hmm. and Demir sees mm-hmm. her, and he's like, Celine, let go. I'll catch you. I'll catch you. And But she doesn't trust him. <laughs> and she's like, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you really going to catch me? He's like, yes, of course I'm going to catch you. I'm not going to let you fall. She ends up slipping and mm-hmm. falling. She doesn't even let go of her own volition. <laughs> but she she lets go. She slips and falls, and he does catch her. And they have a moment. and it's They like, have a oh. long – okay, I watched on double time today. And uh-huh. even watching it on two times speed, that moment is dragged mm-hmm. out. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they're just staring at each other. Mm-hmm. She realizes that he didn't let her fall. Mm-hmm. And then they hear 
Alara coming because mm-hmm. she's finally out of the room, off the phone, and she starts coming out. And Celine's like, oh my gosh. So she, uh, Demir puts her down and Celine freaking kicks him in the shin. <laughs> I thought that was the funniest thing because they the just like just, had this moment, yes, this beautiful <laughs> intimate moment where he caught her and <laughs> saved her from falling and potentially breaking a bone and she freaking kicks him <laughs> like a 12 year old. <laughs> so good. I was like, is this fifth grade when you uh-huh. kick the boy that you like or <laughs> and then he yanks on your pigtails <laughs> oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh so and the look she gives him after he's like oh what why did you do that and she's kind of smug about it uh-huh. and then run, <laughs> runs and hides. oh i laughed so hard that okay that was not Ooh. my we'll, we'll come back to this moment my laughing hardest moment other than the, the chef being murdered <laughs> <laughs> Never thought I'd say that in a rom-com uh uh podcast. Um is when it I'm pretty sure it's the next morning and they've already argued about whether that room that's tur- being turned into an office is going to be painted or wallpapered or whatever. Uh-huh. And he's in there the next morning while uh painting it. Yeah. And she's like, "Of course you're in here painting bright and early to try to beat me to what I said I was going to do." Mm-hmm. And they kind of start bickering, and then he winds up flinging paint in her eye. Yeah. And she's like, oh, my gosh, you're, like, burning my eye. And she's, like, freaking out because there's paint in her eye. And he's like, let me help you. Let me help you. Open your eyes. Let me wipe it. And he's, like, using the corner of his shirt to try to, like, wipe it. Uh-huh. But then she's just being so, like, no, I can't. That some she's For some so reason dramatic. now, now for some reason, the corner of his shirt is not good enough. He no. has to uh, strip of the, the entire shirt uh-huh. and be able to wipe the teeny tiny amount of paint that has been and splattered the in the said, corner <laughs> now please don't get me wrong i absolutely appreciated this moment for what it was just like we appreciated every john uh every john david wood shopping uh scene yes. where his shirt had to come workout off scene. yes uh-huh. it is running all of Holy that we support yes but that doesn't mean i also can't make fun of and equally enjoy the absurd situation that was created for that to be necessary oh, 100%. because it was like uh, the corner of your shirt still would have done just fine like, or your sleeve uh-huh. or the center of your shirt but he's like no turn around and then he like just yanks his shirt up over his head so good <laughs> i was like cackling like that is so absurd but give me more of it please so good so good and then of course she notices and and the doorbell rings and she's like put, put on you should shirt. put something on <laughs> thank god because it was her parents at the door I know. We'll, we'll get to that so i love back when she's hiding in the bushes Mm-hmm. and alara is out there and he's kind of like let's discuss work at least yeah and well, that's not what she wants to discuss. Well, and she's trying to be all flirty like, oh, are you offering me a job? Because he says something to her um, about it. And then she's like, he's like, yeah, well, if, you know, if I did, you'd start out as an assistant and have to work your way up. She's like, no, no, we need to dispose of the assistants and just get right down to it. And he's like, um, anyways, yeah, so Celine's your project manager. And then she flat mm-hmm. out lies about yep. her. And yep. I, I honestly – thought Celine, I was like, dang it, Celine, you're supposed to throw the flower pot at her. 
not at the not at the steps but also but it was probably better she just threw it at the steps and broke it but i would be angry too as i'm having to sit in my own home hiding mm-hmm. having to listen to someone tell blatant lies about me to my boss slash person i'm trying to get my house back from mm-hmm and luckily it doesn't seem like Demir fully believes her he's kind of like well she's professional so you know like he's acknowledging like maybe you guys have different ideas Mm -hmm. you know but she and of course she tries to backtrack well like yeah she's a sweet girl and I appreciate the work that she's doing I just think she sees me as competition and like that's not what this is and it's like uh clearly that's what it is to you it oh I hated her so much in that moment Mm mm-hmm like, I tweeted last night. I didn't, like, do a live tweet thing. So I was like, I'm saving this for the podcast, but I am just going to say this. I'm 25 minutes into the episode, and my feelings on Alara are mm-hmm. – and I used – I don't remember what gif I used, but basically expressing how much I really, really hated her. Oh, I think it yeah. was a gif from America's Got Talent, and it's the judge saying, if this was America has snotty, obnoxious brats, you'd be the winner or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the gif I used, but that's very appropriate, it, yeah. right? I was like, she oh. just got worse and worse as the time as the episode so went on. much worse. It was, it was crazy, yeah. And we got a few replies of people who were like, "I've been waiting for you guys to get to this because you were like being so nice about her and like assuming the best." Well, at first, like, what mm-hmm. you know, we give everyone a chance if they're acting like a normal kind sure. person at the start, which she absolutely was. And now the tables have turned and mm-hmm. she's just a big fat jerk. Uh, so yeah. oh we will gosh. treat her accordingly. <laughs> that is right. We have now calibrated uh, that. That's right. So he winds up. She's kind of like, oh, well, your house cleaner is really loud because he's like, oh, she must have knocked the pot over while cleaning. <laughs> she's like, let's take this back to my place. Like, she's so – and even Celine's like, what the heck? This woman in this indecent yeah. proposal. Like, she's being so blunt. So pushy. Um, And he's like, yeah, no, I don't think so. I don't want anything else to get broken anyways, blah, blah, blah. And she's finally like, okay, see you at work um, and leaves. Thank God. And I think this is when – one of the times that Celine's kind of like, she is entitled, she's this, she's that, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, yeah. So, yeah, man. That, so, well, the whole day, the whole evening at their house is crazy because later on, Barack ends up showing up and he just oh, walks right. in to their little garden area mm-hmm. and ends up sitting on – I guess that would be their back porch. Um, I know. I keep forgetting. I keep thinking it's their front yard, but it's not their front yard. It's their backyard. Right. So he kind of lets himself in and sits on their little patio table. And Celine sees some man sitting there and she kind of freaks out. So the funny it, – it, of course, for it's for the show. Mm-hmm. In real life, no doubt, she would have probably called the police or mm-hmm. had a weapon in hand instead of having her phone in hand yes, to record whoever absolutely. it was. But her logic at that moment was to record whoever it is so that she could send it to the police. Anyway, mm-hmm. it ends up being Barack and he's absolutely drunk. and Which that was not super clear to me for like two full minutes. Yeah. I, I was at like- first, the way he was acting, I was... <clears throat> I, I thought maybe he was drunk, but I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. And then 
it became clear. Yeah, when he's like, you're bit. such a good and pure girl, not like the other ones. And he, like, practically falls onto her. I was like, oh, he's drunk. Okay. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> oh, that's what we're dealing with here. Yeah. Yeah. So he shows up drunk and he's lamenting his life and his actions and everything he's done. And especially in regards to Celine, which actually makes sense to me. Because ever since mm -hmm. we've been introduced to this whole storyline, he's really mistreated her and yeah, forced her, not forced, he forced her with the envelope situation. Mm -hmm. But she's been put into all these terrible positions and a lot of it is because of Barack. Yeah. So he's feeling guilty and all of his choices are kind of crashing in on him. So he shows up to apologize to Celine and tell her how bad he feels mm -hmm. but she is really taken aback doesn't he try to kiss her too well i think that's when he just try like he kind of falls on her is like i'm so sorry like you're pure and good like the other ones and that's when i realized <clears throat> excuse me that he's drunk mm -hmm. but i think it's just more like he's losing his balance and he kind of collapses onto her and she's like okay let's sit you down i'm gonna make coffee since clearly mm -hmm. you're not in any position <clears throat> excuse me again sorry you're not in any position to like be going anywhere at the moment mm -hmm. so she just gets him situated on the back porch and she goes in to make coffee and her phone rings and <laughs> because right. because it's facetime always in turkey mm -hmm. her parents are calling her so there goes my theory about her having like lost her dad and like it just being her and her mom because dad oh, is too. alive and kicking yeah um, I thought dad was dead for sure yeah so there went that theory and but they call but they're like uh sorry i think we have the wrong number and he's like no this is celine's phone blah 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 and they're like oh okay and he's like, I'm Barack, like, we're just at her house, blah, blah, blah. Like, he is just digging a deep hole for mm -hmm. Celine, not for himself. And he's just saying, like, oh, congratulations on raising, like, a wonderful daughter. She's amazing. She's this. So, you know, clearly they're thinking this guy is somebody to her. Mm -hmm. And because of the way he's talking about her. But he's also being just crazy and off his rocker. And they're like, what is wrong with this dude? And he winds up like just hanging up on them eventually so celine has no idea because by the time she's ready with the coffee and right. she has explained to demir uh look who's out here and he's like and he's drunk and blah blah he's like clearly there's something between you two she's like no there's not but like what am i gonna do he just showed up here so demir comes follows her out there they discover he's passed out mm -hmm. so he's like we're gonna load him in a cab and just send him home he's not even gonna remember any of this tomorrow and they get him loaded up in the cab, give the guy the address. Demir even gives the guy, like, extra money, it looks like. I think um, so. And sends him off. And so he starts kind of going in on it. And Celine's like, you know what? Like, it's just been – she basically is like, uh, it's been a shit day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the subs even said that. Yeah. Like, I've been putting up with a lot today, like, enough. And he's like, okay, I'll go make some coffee and we can sit and talk all this out. Even though I'm like, didn't Celine just make coffee? But yeah, it's fine. Um, he makes them big cups of coffee. Mm -hmm. He makes them probably the Japanese fancy coffee. Mm -hmm. So they're sitting out by the fire. <laughs> and this conversation, I was like, oh, Celine with the loose lips here, huh? Uh-huh. Because she's like, 
um, like, you know, you're talking about personal this, personal that. And she's like, well, obviously there's something going on with you and Alara. She thinks it's okay to just show up here and like schmooze you. And he's like, no, that's not, you don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, listen, okay, I get it. Like girls are falling all over you. Like it makes sense. You're handsome. You're fit. You're really good looking. You're very handsome. And that whole like (laughs) body thing is totally working and it's attractive. And all, and she's basically trying to say like, I understand this from an intellectual perspective right of course you're gonna have to be fighting fighting him off with a stick okay demir i get it you're really uh-huh. hot uh-huh. <laughs> but even she's like you have an endless fire burning in your eyes and like uh, and he's and like face the whole time he's like oh uh-huh. wait a minute. And just like letting her dig herself deeper and deeper and deeper and then she wakes up and, and realizes, realizes the stream of consciousness is coming out of her mouth <laughs> and it runs off and he is just totally bemused by her because he even is like as she runs off like oh endless fire in my eyes huh <sighs> and it's just it's really really funny um oh man so we're like all right celine don't show all your cards just yet girl mm-hmm. um but it's so funny yeah so we go to the next day. I don't really think anything else happens, right? No, she just goes up to her room and regrets everything. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's well, pretty much that. And yeah, and it, it's one of those things too where it's like, well, if I go back down and continue to try to explain this away, it's only going to be worse mm-hmm. because it's like you're clearly just obsessing too much about what you said. So yeah, yeah. let sleeping dogs lie at this point. <laughs> yeah. So the next morning, and then this is when the whole shirtless incident happens <laughs> yeah. in the office. And yeah. the doorbell rings, and Supri's, uh, it's Baba and Ane, because they're like, there's yeah. some strange dude at her house late at night, and what the heck is going on with our daughter in Istanbul? So they come travel from Sinop, is that how you say where they're from? Um, sure. S-I-N-O-P, I think, unless the subs are completely incorrect, but... Anyways, they've come from afar. It's not like a quick little 10-minute drive. So they've made a journey to get there. Celine is like, okay, let me just act as normal as possible because Demir is who answered the door. So then they're like, wait a minute. This is our daughter's house. Some dude was here last night. Some different dude is answering early in the morning. Mm-hmm. So Celine's just trying to play it Celine's all off. Celine's living a wild and crazy <laughs> life, apparently. So she's like, Mom, Dad, I'm so glad you're here. Let me make breakfast. Welcome. Come in. Yada, yada. Totally trying to play it cool. And her dad's, like, having none of it. And is like, uh, stop trying to go make breakfast. Stop this. Stop that. What the heck is going on? Like, mm-hmm. who is who are, who is this dude? Why is he here so early? And... There, she's freaking out, trying to come up with an explanation. Demir is trying to, like, come up with an explanation because mm-hmm. she um, has – they were outside a minute ago and she's like, look, like, I didn't – I played along with your thing yesterday. Please come along with this. And he's like, yeah, this is different, though. Like, this is flat out a lying scheme to your parents and they're going to find right. out eventually. And she's like, listen, they already worry about me. Mm-hmm. Um you know, my dad had a heart attack last year. I don't want to stress him out anymore and induce another one. Like, please just – let's just figure this out before, you know. So – and I love how he's like, uh, you better not say something like, I am your fiancé. We're not doing a fake relationship like it is on all those rom-coms. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> and she's like, yeah, right. Do you think I want to tell my parents I'm shacking up with a dude? Like, no, <laughs> that's not what I mean. So yeah. they go in. They're struggling. Well, this whole time, the the crazy Tezes have mm-hmm. showed up at the house. And they've been snooping on the whole situation. Yes. Yeah, they're but in, dropping. But in this sense, it's like they're actually going to be a benefit because they're like, oh, so they haven't – because they were afraid at first, like, oh, they're going to tell her parents – their parents are her parents are going to come after us because they're going to be mm-hmm. so angry that we sold their house to different the house to two different people. They gather and figure out what's going on, yeah. And so like let's help them. So they just waltz on into the house right as Celine <sighs> is trying to like come up with something believable, mm-hmm. and they pretend that they're Demir's aunts and that he is their brother's son and he just mm-hmm. recently came back to Turkey from abroad. And they needed a place to store his things until he could find a house to stay at permanently. They didn't have the room at their place. They couldn't get a storage unit because it wasn't the right temperature, you know, it wasn't the right uh, atmosphere, temperature, environment, mm-hmm. not um, not temperature controlled. So it would ruin all of his items. And so Celine saved them by allowing them to rent a portion of her house to right. store his things. Right. Um, and that's the gist of the whole thing. Dad is yeah. hella suspicious. Like, this doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. But they still continue to explain it away and sing Celine's praises while they're at it about what a wonderful girl she, girl she is, you know, how she's been helping them. Mm-hmm. And it basically ends with uh, Damir needs to go. He got a work phone call. Mm-hmm. And the aunts are like, please come to our house tonight. We'd love to host Celine's parents. We'd love to host you and get to know you guys better. You had a long trip. So let's cook for you. All this kind of stuff. Yeah. So um, that's what winds up happening. Well, as – at one point as Demir walks back in, because I think this is when Celine follows him into the kitchen. Okay. And they kind of have a talk because he's like, you're building this whole thing here. Like, it was one thing to just pretend that you weren't here when Alara was here yesterday to avoid that uncomfortable situation. Right. It's a whole other to build this, like, house of lies that's going to come crumbling down. Because you know what's really going to break your dad's heart is him finding out that his daughter was lying to him this whole time. Mm-hmm. And she kind of – this is where she kind of gets emotional. hmm And she's like, please, Demir, like – have you ever disappointed your parents before? Like, have you ever, like, um, and it kind of triggers this thing. And. Oh, yeah. A whole, it triggers a whole memory for him. Yeah. And it was so sad. I was like, well, it was so sad. It was really sad. And you, because we're basically seeing his final moment of ever seeing his mother. Yeah. And it's not a good, happy moment at all mm-hmm. because she's leaving. She has a suitcase in her hand. So again, we, it does seem as though she left and abandoned the family. If this picture is to be believed for what it looks like. Right. Because we're I seeing still, it through a child's eyes, obviously. Mm-hmm. And there is a moment where she's walking away and his dad grabs her arm like, please don't leave, kind mm-hmm. of a – that's the implication there. Yeah. But she just takes her arm back and continues to walk away. Yeah. So I'm still not fully convinced that that's all there is to mm-hmm. the story. Sure. But again – That's smart. We're only five episodes in. There's got to be more to it. <laughs> yeah. But again, he's – maybe four or five years old at this mm-hmm. point and so him seeing this as a kid this is what's burned into his brain yeah now we all know memories can be 
memories are mm-hmm. subjective, mm-hmm. they there's no way they can be objective because you're only experiencing something through the way that you can and no one else can. Yeah. But the way that little baby Demir experienced this was <laughs> just heartbreaking and he's all by himself watching his mom walk away. And so you, we kind of get this whole scene where Demir is walking with his past self through the house, mm-hmm. up to his room, back up to the bed where he – to up the stairs where he was sitting as a little boy, yeah. kind of thinking about the fact that his mom just left, then up to the room where he was sitting, kind of longingly looking out into the sky because mm-hmm. his mom is gone. So it's just really sad, and it's kind of one of those things where you wonder again almost – Almost what Vedat had kind of asked him as far as Mm -hmm. why would you want to go back in that house with all the memories associated with it. Yeah. But he clearly wants to be there even if it's hard to fully understand why when it doesn't feel like he has a lot of happy memories in that place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's a really – yeah, he makes a good point with that because, yeah, mm-hmm. that was really heartbreaking to watch. Like, yeah. especially when he's, like, at the end of it, when he's, like, reaching out about to, like, touch the head. Like, like it's almost like he can literally see himself sitting there as a little boy right. and he's reaching out to touch that memory. Yeah. Um, and just a quick props to the casting people because that little boy's eyes and his eyes, like, they do look <laughs> related. so cute. That little boy is precious and adorable <laughs> and has the best eyelashes. Um. But I was like, man, DZ, they really good, are good at, like, matching up kids to either the younger versions of the characters or, like, when they, those characters have children. Yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of really good um, pairings like that. So, hmm. anyways. but Real quick. Sorry. Mm-hmm. This is a total left field thing. But the best casting I've seen in my life mm-hmm. for multi-generational characters mm-hmm. is on the show Dark. It's a German show. Oh. It's I think it was only three seasons, four seasons. I can't remember. But their that casting is in because you're seeing characters in I think over the span of eighty years or something like that. Oh wow! I've only seen the first episode of that. I, I never like picked it up after that. But yeah, but the the actors they find to play all the different yeah um maybe not 80 maybe that's too long but but still maybe 50 is enough for like kids and grandkids and things yeah yeah i'm sorry not i said multi-generational that's not what i meant (laughs) what i meant was the same character at different stages in their own life okay so it's the same person as a teenager then Mm -hmm. as an adult then as an elderly person okay and it's wild and i was like this is the best casting of how did they find these people? They yeah, look exactly. It's like so the same impressive people. when they do that. Like, um, there's a like this is us is kind of like that. It it uh, time hops a lot. Mm-hmm. And two of the characters actually they just age that. Like Mandy Moore plays her her character at every stage. So like okay. they actually age her and all that. She does a very good job. Same thing with another character. Um, but the other ones, it's different actors. Like okay, and. But there are a few of them that I'm like, they, like, nailed this. Like, mm-hmm. there's one um, girl, her, the character of Deja and the character of Tess, which are um, – they're 
like teenager. They were little girls when the show started. They're teenagers now. Um, but then you get these flash forwards of them as adults. And like, hmm. I'm like, they can, I know it's not the same person, but it like looks like the same person like 10, 15 years later. That's they cool. did the same thing. There's a there's a, a character that was introduced and we we saw him in the past and like his young adult self, like 1920 mm-hmm. going to Vietnam. And then him today, like, you know, 40 some odd years later, mm-hmm. it's in. I like was like, OK, they have that's like a father and son. Right. And they're like, playing, like, no, they're not related, but they it literally looks like him aged. It's wow. crazy. Like I'm always so impressed when they're able to do that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, sorry. Yeah. No, no, that's a okay. Quick tangent on that in case anybody <laughs> wanted to be really impressed by mm-hmm. casting. <laughs> yeah. You now have two places you can go. <laughs> yes. So um, yeah. So that just took this turn that I'm like, man, this show really is giving us everything because mm-hmm. I'm like cackling at a murdered chef being thrown in the bottom of the sea but then like my heart's being ripped out for poor little yeah. baby demir and like yeah oh so he's clearly struggling with the whole family aspect of this like they and it's right i like the contrast that we're getting to like Celine's clearly struggling with certain family stuff but in a completely mm-hmm. different way than demir is yes first of all her struggle is open and demir is aware of it right. Celine's not even remotely aware of demir's struggle right now Right. And his is that, like, he has a terrible or non-existent relationship with his family. hmm And she has a great relationship with hers, and she's trying to keep it that way. Like, right. Because she normally does, like, even later on when, like, her dad's like, it's not you that I don't trust. I know you never lie to me. You've never lied to me. It's just, you know, I don't trust other people, you know. And, um. And you can tell she's feeling guilty, too, because even after Demir leaves and she's about to go to work and he's like, she's like, Dad, I'm going to be late. And he's like, OK, but just one thing, like, are you struggling? Because it's really weird that, like, you're renting part of your house out for storage. Like, if you need money, why didn't you come to us? Like, right. And she kind of breaks down, you know, mm-hmm. and not because she obviously doesn't need the money, but you can just tell, like, it's weighing on her. Right. And then it's weighing on her later after they've discovered her dark room, which we discovered she actually was doing that so that, like, it would be a home that her family felt welcome at. She wanted her mm-hmm. mom to be able to garden when she came to visit, her dad to be able to have his photography room because that's clearly a, a hobby she, you know, loves doing because of him. Right. And is still trying to hone her skill. And, like, he – yeah, and she, that's another emotional moment where it's like they're realizing, oh, I'm just – she's just trying to put this house together for some place that we would also feel welcome. Mm-hmm. And they have that sweet moment in the dark room, even though I hated that he, like, broke that door open. Oh, to go. Gosh. I was Talk like – about invasive. Yes. Like, really, dude? Just like – Like, the at, door is locked. Yeah, I know. Thankfully, she wasn't bothered. If she had been bothered, that would have been a totally different story. Yeah. But – she kind of acted like it wasn't that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. It w- that it was more of, oh, you ruined the surprise. It wasn't ready for you yet. Right. So that, to me, placated my own <laughs> ideas yeah. a little bit. Because, yeah, just actually breaking the lock and just letting himself into yeah. the room. Was yeah. Like, Dude, you got to back off. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's yeah. my – those are my American sensibilities. Right. Through. Exactly. And it's hard. Yeah. It's hard <laughs> to fully shut those off because it's mm-hmm. like, uh, if my parent, like, 
I mean, my parents, my parents stayed with us for several months last year after mm-hmm. they sold their house before they moved. And like, I, if I had just come home and like my mom or dad had been like, say, oh, no, I just, <laughs> I would have like lost my Rifling mind. Rifling through all your stuff. <laughs> yes. I would have like lost my mind and like gone off on them. Oh, so um, yeah, anyway, so definitely our American sensibilities, but. Yeah. Yes, it turned it into a sweet family moment and it kind of we got we got our answer as to why that black room was so mysterious and mm-hmm. um yeah. Yeah. So well, and then, you know, we actually have everybody actually has work to do. So they have a little bit of time at the office in this episode, not very much, but they have some time there. Mm-hmm. And um part of it is when Vedat comes and he comes because he Okay, so because- you were right. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for this. <laughs> oh, brother. Yeah, like you're like. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> don't act like you are like I'm always saying that you're not right and that I'm saying, it's oh, true. I it's told true. you so. No, it's if true. You're, you're wrong not- about something. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. You absolutely don't. Oh my gosh! I just was I'm like, sure I was, was right. Yeah, and like, I'm pretty sure it was it was my idea that her dad was dead, and that was totally down the drain this episode. So, I mean, we've had theories. Okay, my hope was that we weren't going to go down this road. I was trying to I really project no, yeah. my my own. Uh, I, I think it's because I just don't like love triangles. No, at not all. A, yeah, I hate them. Um, so, but I still I, I feel like this show's gonna do. I mean, they've done everything else pretty well so far mm-hmm. in the five episodes we've watched. I don't think it's gonna be this long drawn out thing. I think it's gonna get cleared up fairly quickly. Like, see, I'm a little worried because it's still not cleared up this episode. It's not. I yeah. I don't know. I just don't see it. I don't know. I even though yes, this is my theory, and I'm like he's gonna have a little crush on her, and yada, yada. I think it, I think it's gonna not be super long, and I think it's going to serve as a device to make Demir realize uh, he feels more than disdain for his uh, co-home owner slash mm. um, subordinate. Like, I think it's gonna trigger some drain the pool which i think even you acknowledged last week like maybe right <clears throat> like if that's where it went so right i'm not worried about it yet i'm i because it's his friend it's not it's not an alara right if it was like barack or some other random dude that i would be more mm-hmm. worried but i'm like this is a dot the second he realizes that that's celine mm-hmm. and not um merve Mm-hmm. he's going to back off. Like, yeah. because he's going to notice the way, like, he already knows, he already is suspicious because he's like, like you said last week, he's very team Celine. Mm-hmm. Like, just because she brings color to your life and I like, and she's eliciting these responses out of you. And the, mm-hmm. so I think he's going to see more of that. And then when that, when that clears up, I could see him being like, oh, shoot. I could see him even being like, 
Well, that actually makes it better because Merve is not just fresh off of a broken engagement. So maybe I will ask Celine out, but only to get his friend to like verb, like to get Demir to be like. Uh, to kind of wake him up or something. Yes. Not be. Right, yes. Right. Yes. And be like, aha, see, you were lying. Look at how you reacted when I said I was going to ask her out. Like, so. Yeah. I'm yeah. just interested be- because of the fact that we have now gone another full episode Mm -hmm. and it hasn't been resolved yeah i'm not sure how long they're gonna draw it out Mm -hmm. especially because it's just been an interesting dynamic because bora saw the little and i mean how cute is that little tree oh my gosh and it actually had little fruit little fruit on it i want one of those I don't, do we even know what kind of tree it was? At first, no. I was like, is it like a little citrus tree? Because at first, I thought That's it was what a. What it t- looks like? Well, at first, I thought it was a tomato plant, which then made me think of Crash Landing on You. Oh. Um, but they don't look like tomatoes. They oh, look like tiny little fruits. It does look like a, the, a little teeny miniature tree, though. That's what uh-huh. it looks like to me, like yeah. a little baby orange tree with little baby yeah. oranges. <laughs> With, with tiny salt and pepper shakers for tiny salt and pepper uh, yes exactly <laughs> but um so Bora sees that and mm-hmm. he reads the note that says in honor of the day we met which I was like okay that's really cute but uh, that <laughs> I know I'm like okay does he get somebody at the end of all of this because he okay. is just he okay. is number one he is a good best friend he Yes. Is a good best friend. So I'm like, well, I want him to have somebody. Is it bad if I wouldn't be mad if him and the real Merve ended up no, together? not at all. Because the whole Bora thing, like Bora is obviously a nice guy. Mm-hmm. But after the whole drama with work. Yes. I'm like, I don't know that you two should be together. And yeah. now they're sort of trying again. But kind of not really. Well, and, and like they're pretty rocky still. So and he already I, put her in a situation she was clearly uncomfortable with. Like she had a panic attack over feeling guilty about leaving work, which she even admitted to Ida because it was still bothering her that she was like, "I need to confess." Yeah. Well, and Vedat made the comment of, "Oh, the guy who wouldn't even give up his his work for mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, he doesn't deserve her anyway." Kind of a thing. Uh-huh. So. I just wonder, I'm like, mm-hmm. maybe this is a slow setup for the real Merve. Yes. To, because they would be two very sweet baby angels together. They would. I like that idea. Yes. But I don't know. We'll we'll have to see where it all goes. Mm-hmm. But then at the end of the episode, Demir sees that Celine is the one who has it. And he asks her why she has it because he knows it was he, for mm-hmm. Merve. Merve. So it's just an interesting situation because Bora ends up realizing and finding out along with uh, Ida and mm-hmm. everybody else because Bora was getting all jealous and they end up finding out that it wasn't Merve who went to the florist shop. It was mm-hmm. Celine. And Ida's kind of giving him eyes like, mm, see what see what we knew already that yeah Merve wouldn't do something like that well and even like I know I was just saying like toxic masculinity wasn't really on this show but then like he flips out when she's talking to Ebo about the Uh helmet when really she's just like 
she's giving Ebo some Ida advice. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, she'd kill me if I told you this, but she had such a good time. She said she felt like she was flying, even though it was yep. scary. Like, she loved riding the bike with you. And she's like, and good for her, because like, I've always been too afraid of that. And Ebo's just being a sweetheart, not yeah. flirting with her at all. And it's just like, well, put the helmet on. You could do it. Like, come on, you know. Yeah. They're and, just being friendly with and each other. Bora's kind of staking a claim that he doesn't mm-hmm. have anymore. Yep. And even, like, yeah, you're right. Because even if, even if Vedat really had given Merve, which in his mind he has, but mm-hmm. that flower, like, well what's the big deal yeah you guys have been broken up and yeah you're trying to win her back but she doesn't owe you not like talking to other men like and she can't help if a man decides to give her something yes exactly it's not her fault exactly she didn't say oh i really like you can you please bring me a gift to make my (laughs) ex-boyfriend jealous Mm -hmm. like that none of that happened yeah so why is he getting upset over something that somebody else did that Marve has no control over? Yep. That's mm-hmm. – all right, Bora, you just went down on the list. You're <laughs> so still, we'll see. You're still above Barack, but mm, not by yeah. much right now. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. okay, so speaking of Barack, well, the next day, Celine gives him oh. a piece of her mind rightfully so and i feel like this is the beginning of the end as far as her kind of crush or liking of him or whatever see has and been it's going on with and her. it's funny because i've never really thought that she feels that way about him i've always really thought like she really just feels like he's a good friend i've always thought he had a crush on her Mm. See, As, she would give him a bit of the of the eyes, though. Right at the beginning, she was staring at him pretty wistfully mm. in the first couple episodes. Okay. So I got the impression that she had a crush on him. Plus, the girls were teasing her about it for a while. So true. I just thought they my... were making assumptions, and she was just like, eh, "You guys are nuts." But no, you could be on. You know, you could be onto something. He for sure has a crush on her, especially when he's like, you're pure and good, not like the others and all that kind of stuff. Like, What a freaking typical thing. Oh, my gosh. I know. If, I, I've definitely you're not like other girls from men before. Yeah. Guys, <laughs> a little tip. It's not a compliment when you're like, you're not like other girls. Like, all that saying is like. You're either saying, like, all other girls are psycho crazy, all of them, or it tells us the only experience you've had is where women are, like, supposedly awful to you, but you're the common denominator there and not the other women. So. (laughs) Yeah, it's just. It just feels like a very backhanded compliment to say, like, you're not like other girls. Like, every other girl out there is some awful creature you know yeah and i i get the i get the idea behind saying like something like that because Mm -hmm. if you meet someone that you feel is very unique that Mm -hmm. can often be an attractive quality sure but my main problem is with that as a trope of oh she's Mm -hmm. quirky she's not like other girls she's Uh an original blah 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 um like it's like you're saying like it's somehow a bad thing to not be normal and like mm-hmm. every other girl on the planet when right. often people of the <laughs> same gender have 
similar attributes yeah. and personality. Yeah. Like, yeah. A- anyway. Uh-huh. Um, I don't even remember where I was going with Sorry. That, well, but... he was, she was dressing him down for basically causing trouble. Yes. And... That he doesn't even remember causing. Right, right. And they kind of end up getting into it a little bit mm-hmm. because um, – and well, because he thinks by just saying, sorry, I'll talk to your dad. She's like, no, you're not going anywhere near my parents. You've already mm-hmm. created enough damage. And he's like, well, I don't know which more you want. I said I was sorry and I talked to him. And it's like, um, no, you're the one who messed up here. You don't get to be mad at her. Like, Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't get to be mad about the situation at all. You no. are the one who messed things up. Mm-hmm. And then as they're fighting, Demir calls them both into his office but not before he listens for a couple minutes mm-hmm. and lets her, like, lets her give it to him. Because I think yeah. he's getting some satisfaction out of it because he's kind of like, well, I'm being proven right. All these things I've been trying to show her the last couple episodes about him, she's figuring out. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's true. And and maybe it's also a little bit of his own satisfaction mm-hmm. because he's getting to see that there really isn't anything between the two of them mm-hmm. because i don't know that she would have gotten that angry at him if at that point she really was pining a lot for right. him or something like that had these deep deep feelings i think even if she had feelings for Burak, i think it was more of a crush more mm-hmm. of a light-hearted kind of a situation where yeah. she didn't really know him that well mm-hmm. and maybe she always just kind of liked him a little and thought he yeah. was cute and because a crush is different than real like actual deep feelings for somebody right. that you know very well so that could be a part of it too of demir mm-hmm. feeling some satisfaction mm-hmm. of seeing her upset mm-hmm. and clearly not emotional in another way over Barack. Mm-hmm. So he calls them both in, ends up telling them that they are getting put on different projects. Yeah. And neither of them are happy about this at all. No, because she sees it as like taking Alara's side in the things that Alara said about her. And Barack sees it as he's having a major project taken away from him. Right. And because she he tells Rock, you're no longer on the Yoldrum Hotels, Selena's. He basically switches them. Like, right. So Barack is going to be on Alara's, uh, the team working on Alara's stuff, and Selene's mm-hmm. heading up the project for the Yoldrum Hotels. Um, yep. And Barack, of course, is he he sees like the note that um, because Alara sent chocolates and a note to the office and was like, thanks for the coffee. Let's do it again. And, of course, when when Demir gets it, he's not impressed by it at all. He didn't even want to take the chocolates. He took the note and stuffed it in his pocket, mm-hmm. but was, like, leaving the chocolates on the desk until Osmier was like, oh, you're forgetting the chocolates. And so for whatever reason, the note is out of his pocket and kind of just, like, thrown onto a table. But Grok mm-hmm. sees it. So when they walk out, he's like, oh, see, he's he's basically – he's got something going on with this woman and – you that's the kind of boss you want you want to work for a man who's like taking you off of a project just because of his interest in a woman like kind of a thing right and you know she lets it get to her a little bit because she winds up agreeing to the whole let's meet with this difficult client let's continue to put project cheetah into motion when Mm -hmm. she had just said earlier like Maybe we should put the brakes on this and just focus on being good workers. Right. So it worked a little bit. I don't think she actually believes there's something going on between them, but. 
Especially because she was there and right. could actually hear what they talked about. Right. And that yeah. he wasn't doing anything to, like, entertain her um, advances. Right. So, but she still, obviously, it bugged her enough that she's like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. So, which is what leads to that whole meeting on the boat and the murder of the chef and all right. of that. So. Right. Um, But I love, part of me is like, no, it's good, like. Demir is always thinking ahead because, mm-hmm. yeah, he accomplished one thing by swapping them on their projects, but he also accomplished another where it's like, oh, good. Now I have this other dude to bring with me so that she does yep. not under any false impression that I'm showing up to these meetings and stuff alone so that I can spend time with her any in anything other than a professional sense. So yep. they show up to a construction site or a plot of land that is owned by her dad and she shows up with a whole full picnic. Oh, gosh. And it's like, oh, I didn't know there was going to be more people, but don't worry, I have extra stuff. I'm telling you, entitled. She thinks she's mm-hmm. entitled to whatever she wants. And that includes Demir. Demir. And Demir is like, yeah, because I have your number and I already expected this. Of course, Barack is like, oh, let me get out of your hair then. And he's like, uh uh-uh, uh, Barack, I have other things to do. You stay and work on this. You're the one in charge of the project. Yep. And so, and this is when you kind of touched on this earlier. This is when Barack has her, has her dialed in. Yep. He's like, look, I have, it sounds like I have a dad like yours. They're both sociopaths. So I know exactly what your angle is on this. Like, you're not trying to, you're not actually trying to repair a relationship. You're trying to impress him while also using these kids to like burrow into his emotions. Like, but you don't yep. actually give a crap about these kids or these women. Like, yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then – so he's like, now that we've got that out of there, show me your plans. Like, let's work on this then. Right. Right. So, yeah. He's got her dialed in. Maybe those two will – Maybe they will. They would deserve each other mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. she turned into such a brat the second yeah. that Demir left. And she's all huffy and yep. like, let's get this over with. You can see the plans. I yeah. have them here. Do, why am I going to email you if I already have them here? She was just so bratty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But Barack ends up finishing that quickly. Yeah. They are late to the meeting with Mafia Mama. (laughs) And she – that's when she decides maybe she's feeling a little murdery today when she wasn't originally (laughs) – she had told herself she wasn't going to kill anyone today. (laughs) Oh, my god! thankfully, they all get off the boat alive Mm -hmm. and everything is okay. And now they have a difficult client to implement for Operation Cheetah. And Um, for Barack to be able to launder money. Yes, exactly. Two birds, one stone and all that. Yep. So that Mm -hmm. whole thing is pretty resolved. And I think all we have left is the dinner, right? I think so. So um, we – yeah. Demir had left early uh, that morning for or early from like the whole breakfast thing. So Celine is basically confirming that he's coming to that dinner. Yeah. Uh, oh, and because he wound up calling Merve and Celine into his office earlier because he finds out from Vedat like, no, mm-hmm. quote, Merve left early. She got a phone call. It seemed emergent. So she just left me with the details in this document. Right. And he's mad because he's like, no, you're supposed to go over this stuff in person. Like, we have presentations to do. And Merve and Celine kind of flub it over to kind of explain away why Merve uh, mm-hmm. left early. And Celine's like, uh, yeah, 
I can't, we've got my family dinner tonight. Like I can't stay and do this. this. And Merve's like, don't worry, me and the crew will stay all night. We've pulled all nighters before, all this stuff. And even later, uh, Celine's like, when dinner's over, I'll come back and help finish that. I'll be here all night too after it's all done. Um, you're coming to the dinner, right? And he's like, no, I'm not coming to that. Like, he's really bothered by being in such a big twisted lie. Yeah. Um, which is also foreshadowing then, I'm sure, that when he finds out about the mix-up mm-hmm. with Merve and Celine, it's going to be a much bigger deal because – Because he obviously hates lies he and obviously lying hates lies and, and liars. Lying. Mm-hmm. And lying yeah. liars who lie. <laughs> so, you know, but I also understand why he's so, like – no, this is like a whole twisted thing. Like it's getting yeah. tangled and there's all these things to juggle. Like it's just not good. And he, and like they're going to find out at some point. Like they're going to find out. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, no, I'm not coming. She's like, please. And she says his name so many times this episode. She She's does. like, Demir, Lutven, Demir, Demir, and Demir, Demir. When, and she, like, when she was knocking on the door yeah. to be obnoxious, when she was trying yes. to clean and dump her dirty water, I was <laughs> I was laughing so hard. Demir, 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 Demir. I'll send this to you because someone's – it's non-spoilery. It's only like 30 seconds long. And because the clips are so short, like some of them are from episodes we haven't seen, but there's no context to them. Uh-huh. But it's like 32 straight seconds of Celine just saying, Demir, Demir, oh, Demir. Because I was like, oh my gosh, she says it so – much this episode so she, funny our little spaz but so i was like i bet you there's a compilation out there and sure enough someone came through and was like this <laughs> one's not spoilery it's very quick um but it made me laugh because i was like oh yeah that's that's ceiling for you um so yeah but she's just like i pro- like please just come like we'll clear the thing up with the ants like she the subs say that she'll tell her parents and then like get them sent home as soon as possible but I don't really know that she meant like she'll tell them as in confess. Yeah. I I I think that was just bad subs because I'm like, well, if she was gonna tell them and confess, then she would have just done it already. So yeah, the I think subs it was just this more like were pretty rough. They were very there rough. There were lines upon lines of dialogue missing. Missing. Where I was yes. Going, I know. I'm pretty sure that's what this character just said, and it's showing up nowhere on the screen. Yes, because like. I, like at least we know enough like keywords yeah that when those words don't show up in the subs i'm like yeah. okay well they missed that whole sentence because that word is nowhere in english in this sentence yeah so this mm-hmm. episode was kind of rough so what i think she's trying to tell him is like i'm just gonna try to get this cleaned up as quickly as possible so they're satisfied with like whatever story and then they'll go on home yeah. because he has packed up and thank goodness he was smart and did that because then when her parents are snooping earlier, they don't find mm-hmm. his clothes or anything like that. Yep. So they're like, see, he's not staying here. Like, she was telling us the truth. Right. He's just storing stuff here. Um, But sh- but Celine did find, like, a wayward shirt in the laundry basket, like, hurried and snatched that. And that's when he- – that kind of spurs this conversation that they have towards the end of the episode. Because he's like, what are you doing with my shirt? And she's like, it got mixed up in the laundry. Like, I don't want my parents to see. And he's like, see, like, this is why these lies just don't work. So he's kind of left it that he's, like, not really going to come to the mm-hmm. dinner and participate. And she's like, but then they're going to wonder why their own nephew – like, they're, my parents are going to ask, like, why their own nephew's not here and blah, blah, blah. And the Tezes, I will say, are trying to be helpful because they're like, we need to give Demir a place to stay for a few days because obviously he can't stay there. 
So they've like gotten a guest room ready and stuff for him at the house, which I thought was actually really sweet. Yeah. Um, and oh, and there's a little bit, there's clearly something building between Layla oh, and right. our mustache them. man, Aham Muhadam. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like all worried about like trying to call and apologize just to make sure he doesn't go to the cops. And he's like, well, meet me for coffee tomorrow. Uh, um, he's be- been all smooth. Best form of blackmail ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Anyways, I just wanted to put that out there because obviously there's going to be something brewing there mm-hmm. um, beyond just the coffee. So, um, anyways, they have this whole plan. Like, they're going to offer to let him stay there while her parents are in town and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, they get to the dinner. Celine arrives and she's like, what the heck? Demir's not here. And it's so cute because Layla's like, he'll come. It is Layla, yeah. right? That she's in the kitchen with. Um, yeah. And she's like, he'll come. And it cracked me up because I'm like, okay, now I know this is an actual saying and not a mess up of subs because we've seen enough Dizzy's now. But she's like, that boy would eat raw chicken for you. And she's yeah. like, I don't know about that. He hates me. Um, but the Tezes know. The Tezes yeah. already know. So she's like, he'll be here. Let's just get stuff set up, you know, whatever. And it starts to get questionable whether he's going to show up or not mm-hmm. because dinner's ready. They're outside. And they're kind of like, well, sometimes he's late because of work. Let's just start. We'll go ahead and eat. And dad's like, no, it's fine. This is pleasant. Like, we can continue to talk. We're not in a hurry. But talking gets them in trouble because dad's, like, you know, grilling them. Well, and they just start chit-chattering away Mm -hmm. and just start spilling everything about their lives and how they must say that they're – the only two siblings or right. th- they're the only sisters that's what i figured because in the subs it just the implication was uh that they are sisters but that would have already been implied established like we would have already known that her celine's parents would have already known that with the whole introduction yes he's so, our brother's child yeah Right. So I'm assuming that the way they said something or something that they said just didn't come through on the subs Mm -hmm. and that they were talking about maybe being only children and that kind of a thing because they make it very clear that they don't have a brother. So Celine's dad essentially catches on to this and says, okay, so if that's the case, then how can Demir be your nephew? Mm -hmm. And of course, at that moment, that's when Demir shows up and he's late and he comes in because Celine runs and gets the door Mm -hmm. because there's this very tense silence because Celine can't answer the question Mm -hmm. and the Tezes can't answer the question. So Demir, his timing is impeccable and he walks (laughs) into this really awkward situation where the lie has already blown up. For the third episode in a row now, he has walked into yeah. chaos because uh, he walked into the mess of um, the whole thing at the Yildirim office mm-hmm. <laughs> two episodes ago. Last episode, he walked right in in the middle of Operation Cheetah, and now he's walking in right into the middle of them being like, so who is Demir to you? Uh-huh. Like, Yeah. Yeah, so then we get a full two minutes of panning from one <laughs> character to another. It really is. It's like two it was minutes so of long. them. It was I was so just laughing long because even watching it again in double time today, it took forever for that moment <laughs> to end, and I was like, it's literally on double speed right now. Um, those, so those moments <laughs> always remind me of that episode of The Office. When they're playing the murder mystery game. Yes, and, and they're all the holding the finger guns. Pam and Michael and is it Andy? They're all left with each other 
or maybe Dwight's in there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, they've they've got their finger guns and <laughs> nobody's moving. They're all looking at each other like who's going to shoot first. <laughs> it's so yes, that is yes, cuz it's just panning from one to the other to the other. And even like Jim is like babe, it's time to go and she's like I'll see ya and he's like okay. <laughs> like even Jim leaves without Pam, which is saying something. Yeah. Um so, yeah, I think that I think that kind of covered everything. It was a really, mm-hmm. really good episode, though. It like, was. It was I, really good. I love that we – not that I love Alara, but I like that it's like, okay, it's very clearly established what kind of a character she is going yep. to be. Um, We got more insight into Demir's sad, tragic past. Mm-hmm. Um, while still there's clearly more to learn. Um. Vedat further secured as just a sweet baby angel best friend. Ebo further secured as a sweet baby angel. Yeah. Um, and Barak getting more and more uh, villainized, I guess. He's still, mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, he's not full villain, but he's just, he's making very bad decisions after very bad decision. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I, I am curious like because of like you I think you mentioned it when Vedat asked him like so what is it why do you need this house if it's got so many bad memories tied up into it mm-hmm. so I am really curious what his full motive is is it just to because obviously there's some good memories too because we've seen a few of those where he and like mom were painting together mm-hmm. and things like that um so I don't know if it's just to hold on to those does he just want to does he want to create entirely new memories and almost like right try to bury the old memories? Yes, almost. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm curious, and I would like to see. I hope next episode we get some more like Peter Pan stuff. We haven't really seen much of like the Peter Pan and Wendy stuff at play for a couple episodes now. Mm-hmm. Um, and since I know that's like a running theme, right? I, I want to see some more of more of that come into play and maybe hint at some stuff because clearly art both of us whatever we contributed to our theories about ceiling were both very very off so because they all involved a dead or non-existent father yeah um so anyhow um yeah i did notice because i was trying to pay attention to like color schemes and stuff like that since we've been told to do that a few different times um like, Demir had on these, like, turquoise socks that kind of matched stuff that um, Celine had on. I pay attention to his socks. Those were the only time I saw them was in a particular outfit today where he had turquoise socks on. Okay. Um, but I did notice there was a lot of blue this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, blue walls. And they a lot of them were wearing a lot of, like, deep blue colors. Yeah. And, um, like, Celine and Demir and even, like, the employees. Um, so I was like, well yeah. – so I just kind of looked up a more like general meaning for blue and I don't know if this is relevant to it or coincidental or all but I just thought it'd be worth mentioning um because uh it says for blue it the emotions that are um associated with blue are trust, responsibility and loyalty which I thought was interesting um the effects though can be calming, relaxing, create order and be a cognitive enhancer uh the positive aspects of it 
have to do with honesty, commitment, and there are negative aspects, which I thought were interesting. And those are things like fragility, depressive, um, and predictable. So Hmm. not that all of it really necessarily matched up to things that happened this episode, but I thought like fragile and depressive, like kind of fit demure this episode when, especially when all the family stuff came into play. Um, trust and responsibility and loyalty have been a big thing for the last few episodes, especially last episode. That was like a big subject with like Demir and Celine talking about that. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know if that was the thing, but I just I did notice blue showed up a lot this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, I just was like, well, I'm going to mention that. Um, yeah. At the end. So that was those were like the only quote notes I really took. But even then, it was just a screenshot from Google. So. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah, I kind of liked it. I think, I think it was fun not taking notes and Mm -hmm. like, and I think it helps because there's two of us. So we're easily able to like, you bring something up and it's going to trigger maybe something I wouldn't have remembered on my own to bring up. Um, I think watching it so, sorry, recording so soon after watching it helps too. If I had watched it and then waited a couple days, I might've been fine but having watched it just last night i think was really helpful for me personally i agree i try and that's what i try to do anyways like um is try to watch it the day before we're gonna record um because then it's as fresh as possible in my mind i mean obviously that doesn't always work out and sometimes it's like half an episode on this day half an episode but yeah i think just sitting down and actually getting to watch it start to finish uninterrupted Mm -hmm. um really helped so Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Um, I feel like we didn't sound any more or less scattered than we <laughs> have other episodes so far. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. And um, continue to send in your um, votes and suggestions for episodes you would like us to see um, or you would like us to record in formats like what we did with this one where we just like watch it and go. Or if there's ones you think we need to watch together, try to like make it a point to watch together and just record right after. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I'll see kind of which ones have the most votes for that and see if we can narrow it down to a few um, specific ones that we can. For sure. Because we'll have to obviously plan those um, with our schedules. So Um, anyhow, yeah. Um, Like I said, overall, both of our favorite episodes so far, it was very good, very little wasted time. Mm -hmm. Um, which I can appreciate in when you're watching a two and a half hour show. So yeah. Um, yeah. Anyhow, um, that's it for us this week. We'll be back with uh, volume six and see if any more of our predictions or our theories pan out or completely disintegrate. Yeah. Like we'll they see. did this episode. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you can find us all over. Everything's in the episode notes, links to where you can find us, where you can find our merch store. Um, had quite a few people admiring uh, my Drain the Pool mug because I had posted a picture of it last week. Um, that's been in the store for a while now. So there's links to um, all of that if you're interested in one of those. And who knows, maybe as we get further into this show, we'll um, we'll be inspired with some uh, quotes or things that happen in Harrier Day Sen and yeah. maybe get to get create some, some fresh merch. Yeah, a new fresh merch. So uh, anyhow, thank you guys for joining us. We hope you enjoyed it and we will be back next week. So until next time. Post to call. <laughs> <laughs>